0: Good morning, Rhode Island. It's a nice sunny day here in the Ocean State, and we've got another good interview today. Today, I'm joined by Rhodey women's basketball guard and three-point specialist, Sophie Phillips. Sophie, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. No problem. This is some, uh, something that I've been very excited to do, and I know a lot of people, because I put a poll out on my Instagram to try and see what team I should talk to next, and the overwhelming majority of responses was to get Roadie women's basketball on Marks or Marks. And I was like, you know what? Sophie was one of the better players on the squad. She Exploded this season. For those of you that didn't really pay attention to Roadie Women's basketball or followed it sparingly, Sophie was one of the key pieces to this squad that made the run in the WNIT and I mean just played exceptionally well. But before we get into this unprecedented season of success for you guys, I want to sort of go back to a couple years ago. Your a guard playing AAU basketball, dreaming of going to play basketball in college. Just sort of walk me through what was your first steps in your basketball journey like? When did you sort of realize that, all right, I'm pretty good at this and I want to really take steps further for my future?
1: Um Yeah, so it was kind of in about like eighth grade where I realized that I really wanted to play basketball in college and that I could do that. Um, so I, at the time, I was playing with like, a local AAU team in New York, um, but the team was kind of out of Vermont, in uh, Bennington, Vermont. Um, so it was like really small, we were just like doing local tournaments, and so like, no coaches were going to those to watch you play. Um, so we got introduced to um, the local AAU team more out of Albany area, um, called New York Havoc. And so me and Lily decided to go and play for Terrence Florence. Um, he just like does a great job like getting kids like from um, the capital region like into college basketball, um, and he's just like a great trainer, great uh, basketball-like knowledge as a guy, um, so he really helped us just improve our game, um, and he like was the one that really believed in us, and um, yeah, that got us to think like, yeah, we can we can play at the D1 level, um, so yeah, I started... Um, 8th grade with New York Havoc um, and then continued up through until
0: my last year in 11th grade. Um, Yeah. Lily, your younger sister, I assume? Twin. Twin? Yeah. You have a twin. Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) She... um, also plays basketball. She played basketball in college. Yeah, she plays at U uh, Albany. Oh, cool. So, what was what's that dynamic like going in as like a twin going into play competitive? I assume you guys both played high school together as well. So, sort of, what's that like playing for two competitive teams where she also a guard? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, <laughs> same. Same position, twins, both playing competitive teams. What's sort of that dynamic like? Yeah, it was great because, you know, like, having a twin is just, like, literally
1: having a built-in best friend, and so you just know exactly what the other one is thinking, doing, like, all the time. So being able to play with her, like, it was great. Like, um, obviously, like, we both wanted to play at the college level. Um, That was both our goals, but... In the recruiting process, we kind of just took it separately, like we're gonna focus on ourselves, what we want, and what we like. And if it happens to be together, we'll go somewhere together. And if it happens to be separate, then obviously that's what happened. We ended up going separately. But we're both really enjoying like our career so far at Albany and Rhode Island.
0: That's that's really cool. It's neat seeing uh siblings able to like participate together. I mean, we saw like the Mitchell twins last year when they were playing for the men's team, and there's a bunch of other siblings that play across sports here at URI. Which is pretty cool. Um, so, going sort talking about just your, your game in general, was three point shooting always like a big factor in your game as a guard, or were you just sort of you had different skills all over the place?
1: Um, I would say three point shooting was definitely my like specialty, if you want to say it like that. Um, I've always just loved to shoot the ball um, at any level I played at so far, um, and that's just what one reason why I just love the game and I just like love to uh, just keep getting better at it every single day um, and just try and find new ways to get the ball off like when defenders are guarding me really tightly and everything and trying to increase my range but that's just one aspect of my game that I just like really love and I love to improve. Um, Obviously I have other Uh, areas of my game that I love. Obviously, I just love the game of basketball in general, but um, obviously I'm going to work to improve other areas as well.
0: In terms of, like, your development, what would you say helped your development more? Was it doing a lot of this AAU, or was it sort of like your high school? Because you talked about how you had a really, really good AAU coach that helped sort of like facilitate you in a true competitive basketball. But then a lot a lot of times as well, high school basketball can be especially competitive as well. So like, what would you say like really helped push your development along?
1: Um, so my high school team, we were a very uh, small, class C school in upstate New York, uh, Section 2. So... It, it was definitely hard to find a lot of um, good competition. I mean, during, in my league, um, we play, I played in the Wasserman League, so it was pretty competitive when I was in high school. But um, AAU definitely was just, like, the big separator, like, that big factor that just, like, you, we, were, we were traveling across the country playing EYBL teams, like, top 10 kids in the country like that definitely just separated my game from what it was like before um high school was fun though um my team we won a state championship we won three back-to-back sectional titles and we won the state championship my sophomore year so my junior year we made it to um we won sectionals but it got cut short from covid and then senior year as well so that was unfortunate. We were looking to we were all just like young sophomores and freshmen my that year when we won the state championship, so we were definitely looking forward to winning two more. But um yeah, high school was great but I definitely would say AAU was just that big factor for me as well.
0: COVID really played a serious impact in like the recruiting stories and the success in high school for most of the athletes here at URI. How did COVID sort of impact you in terms of like, obviously you talked about how like it kind of deprived you of that season where like you guys were looking to win another championship and just sort of like continue on that momentum. But how did that sort of impact you in terms of like your recruiting like was it difficult to like sort of stay on top of everything during covid
1: it definitely got hard at times um just because like for me personally i when i committed here i i committed without even being able to visit me and my dad just drove down one day uh looked around the campus my like by ourselves i couldn't even um meet the coaches until i came for a summer session my freshman year that was the first time i I met them in person um, so that was definitely really hard, uh, just not being able to get that just in-person experience and like talking face-to-face with your coaches, um, and even other schools. Like I couldn't go on visits really. Um, I did do a lot of visits, um, like my sophomore year of high school, before COVID happened, which was really nice, and that definitely helped for sure. Um, but yeah. COVID was it definitely made things really difficult.
0: Were there any other schools that you had like in serious consideration outside of URI in terms of like thinking that hey, maybe I'd want to go play here?
1: Um honestly it definitely for me it came down to and in the end, it was Rhode Island or Albany just because I knew in like my heart that I wanted to play with my sister. But it, Rhode Island was just, it, it really checked all the boxes for me. Um, coaches wise, um, just playing at a level where I knew I could challenge myself, um, that was really important for me and I think that's why
0: I ended up coming here. So then you come here, your freshman year, you meet Tammy, you meet all the coaches. Tammy, we were talking about this before, is a very, very just emphatic character. She's very, very imposing sometimes. She's a lot of energy, brings a lot of energy to everything she does. What were your first impressions sort of meeting her when you said, like, you met her during, like, summer workouts when you first moved on to campus? What were your, like, first impressions of meeting her?
1: Um, it, it was funny. Um, she obviously brought the energy right away, which I love, like her and the rest of the staff. Um, I do remember my first day on campus in the summer. Um, my sister also came to help me move in. And I remember the coaches were like, they're waiting for me to like make the first move because they were like, I don't know which one to switch. <laughs> So that was really funny um that i just like still laugh about today but yeah the coaches especially coach reese just her energy really just definitely drew me here um and i just i love it yeah
0: so then moving on from that as the summer went on you're transitioning into Division One college basketball, and from the outside looking in, having reported on women's basketball, I kind of get the sense that Tammy doesn't really have like any, any sort of like hierarchy on the team. It's everybody's competing for the spot, no matter what grade you are. Everybody is competing for that spot. So, what was that sort of environment like, where like you? basically want us the same pedestal as like some of the seniors in terms of like competition value what was sort of that like heading into the season
1: um it was it was great just because everyone was competing for a spot um, and it made it just really competitive in practice um, just going head to head with players um, and yeah I think that that definitely helped our team grow this year um just knowing that you know people can take minutes whenever um they like you know when we're in practice competing they can just take them minutes anytime so yeah i think that definitely helped us this year as a team
0: when you first came were there any players that you sort of gravitated towards as people to like kind of you to watch them to help improve your game and also to help you like sort of adjust to living here
1: um, really all the upperclassmen, um, my freshman year, it was like, it's a hard transition from high school to college, um, and I don't think you realize that until you go through it. Um, So just like the level of of play, um, the speed of the game, the physicality, like you try to prepare yourself as best you can until you go through that. You really don't know um, how hard it can be. Um, But I was definitely fortunate my uh, freshman year to have so many uh, fifth years and like upperclassmen on the team. So I got like a lot of support just in that regard. um, And they had so much experience playing for five years in college. Like, it was great to be able to play against them, just learn from them. So
0: I definitely appreciate that for my freshman year. And so then compared to this year, last year, you didn't play nearly as many minutes, but you still got some time in off the bench. Tell me about that first time Tammy or one of the assistant coaches calls on you to get suited up to hop hop in the game coming off the bench what was that experience like playing at the Ryan Center under the lights in front of a crowd like what was what was going through your head when you were like oh my god I'm actually playing division one basketball it was just a great feeling um knowing that like my
1: my coach just trusted me enough to go in the game at all like I, I obviously, um, it was just a great feeling, um, and to actually be on the court with fans in the Ryan Center, it really did feel real to me that, like, yeah, you're playing Division One basketball. Like, it was, it was amazing. Um, but yeah,
0: and so then, as the season goes on, the team starts to become more successful. Wins are starting to come, sorting to come together, and sort of the feeling in practices must. Change Because it's like, all right, start of the season, we know what the job we have to do. It's still kind of happy because everybody's, like, getting together, first time meeting everybody. But then it starts to get serious because now you're starting to realize that the job job's not done, but it, the end goal might be a little bit attainable. How did the practices kind of shift as the season went on as you guys started to get closer and closer to the postseason and you started to realize that all right we may actually be able to get some success at the end of the day
1: um I think we all started to find our roles better at the beginning of the year it was very nobody knew even the coaches said like we don't know everybody's role currently like we were a young team with some uh, experience with our three seniors, um, but, yeah, we, nobody really knew where they fit in quite well yet. Um, and once the season started going, I think people just naturally fell into their roles. Um, and that played a big role, uh, big part in our success because everybody knew what their role was, and they did it to the best of their ability. In practice, we were competing whether, you know, like being, um, helping with practice players and like, yeah, it was it just, it was um, something like that was special this year that not every team always has, you know, some people don't always like appreciate um, like sticking to what the team needs them to do.
0: Um, but I think everybody did that this year, which Obviously, made it really special. And then, obviously, 2023 was like unprecedented success going far in the Atlantic 10 championship, winning the A10 regular season title, and then making the second or third round of the WNIT. But the year previous, you didn't really have as much postseason success, but compared to historical seasons, it was still unprecedented because this program hadn't really been that successful. So, In your freshman year, you're not playing as many games, but you're still along for this, like, gradual ride that, like, it's almost like a roller coaster. It's going up and up and up, and you feel like yourself coming along for this really cool ride. What was that like for you, knowing that you were a part of one of the first truly successful programs in this school?
1: It was honestly really crazy to think about that I was actually a part of something like that um, and that's why I came to Rhode Island in the first place. Um, Coach Reese and the staff wanted to build something special and I I wanted to be a part of it and I wanted to come somewhere where we could win championships and obviously we did that this year um, but being a part of that my freshman year I think it really just got my feet like a little wet you know like Um, I was able to get a little bit of experience just watching those games, like being a part of practice. Um, It carried over this year, like for me and the other girls that didn't get as much playing time, the um, other underclassmen. It just helped us see like we were there last year. We know what it
0: feels like. And now we can go out there and. Do even better. So then, coming off of the end of last season, the heartbreaking leg Ten Championships, you're so close to the promised land of the postseason, but it, you you fall short. And how did that motivate? I, I you can tell that it motivated the entire team just considering the success that they had this year. But on a personal level, how did that motivate you to sort of improve?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it's huge motivation because the the end goal is to win an A-10 tournament championship, go to the NCAA tournament, make a run. Um, and obviously, we still haven't done that yet. Um, so that's the goal next for next year. It's the goal for the year after that. Um, we always want to improve because that's our main goal. Um, but we're, we're going to still be hungry um, next year, especially in the uh, A-10 tournament. Um, I think last year we saw that we, we went in and we weren't um we didn't go in strong. We we got knocked out the first round. Um so this year our, our only focus was we gotta we got focus on game one. We gotta make it to the next game. Um and so we were just really focusing one game at a time. And it really was hard for us, um to lose in the A ten tournament, um because obviously all our, our our whole goal was to win. Um and obviously that didn't happen but Um, We wanted to go into postseason thinking, like, we can still make history. Like, yeah, we're going to the WNIT, but it's still a great um, accomplishment, achievement to even make it that far. Um, So we could have – our coaches told us the whole time. We could have just laid down. We could have stopped. We could have been done with the season. but Or we could keep playing and continue to make history and go and try and uh, win a WNIT championship.
0: So then coming out of your freshman year after – The Atlantic 10 Championships, it's the offseason. You now know that the team is competitive. It's one of the first women's programs in recent history that's truly showing glimpses of serious potential. And then people were starting to see your potential in spurts coming off the bench, especially the three-point shooting. So what was that offseason like in between this year and your freshman year? Just sort of like as you started to grow in your role, obviously Coach Reese sort of now had a better idea of how to utilize you and how to utilize your skill set. How did you feel like you developed from your freshman year to now?
1: Um, I think for me personally, um, confidence was a big thing. Um, So I went into the summer just like trying to gain my confidence back, trying to just improve all around as best I could. Um, So there, yeah, I went... I went back home and i really just wanted to get to work and and like i've i think my whole life um i i've had huge like goals for myself um so i have just wanted to continue to get better as best i can um and that was no different last summer um i didn't i took freshman year as just the learning experience and i knew that i could Uh, take what I learned from the seniors moving on um, and try and work towards um, sophomore year.
0: And so then as the 2022-23 season unfolded, you open the season with a loss to Harvard. And then you go on an unprecedented win streak for like the next like two-thirds of the year. So what was the feeling after that Harvard loss? Because I mean, I feel like a lot of people were very surprised when they look back like i just pulled up the your schedule from this year and when you look back at it you see so many wins in a row in a row but then you go all the way back to the start and it started with a loss at harvard so what was the feeling like just sort of after that game knowing that like everyone worked so hard in the offseason and and that, like, there was the disappointment last year, strong offseason. We're like, all right, we're going to start great, and then you lose to Harvard. What was sort of that feeling like?
1: I mean, we were a completely different team, like, completely new team from my freshman year. Um, we, we had experience with the three seniors that came in. Um, but besides that, we really, like, we had n- no roles set. E- if everything was new, we're so young. Um, so we were really trying to just... Uh, get comfortable playing with each other, and it took that Harvard loss, I think, to to really get us to focus and just, yeah, it it was a shock for us, because a bunch of people, it was their first time ever playing in college, you know, and me personally, I didn't play that much last year, or that my freshman year, so... It was, it was hard. Um, we had to uh, get a little bit comfortable, but I think that game just... We needed that to just like, okay, this is what it's going to be like. We know what it's going to be like now. Um, yeah, and
0: obviously it helped the rest of the season. Yeah, clearly the, clearly the motivation from that loss propelled you guys. I believe like it might have been 18 games in a row or something like that. That's how long the win streak was because it was almost all of non-conference and then nearly the entirety of conference play. Uh, it was just an incredible performance here, yeah, I'm pulling it up right now, you had only two losses in conference play, so that that Harvard loss definitely played a good deal of motivation so then as the season starts to kind of go on you're playing in a lot more games like it's, it's just apparent now non-conference you get in a bunch of minutes, conference you get in a bunch of minutes, as the season kind of goes on, what were conversations like with the coaching staffs in terms of your role on the team, did you start to get the sense that they had a lot more trust than you now.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, they were like I knew um, by the time I was playing a lot that my role in the team was to score, like to shoot the ball to score. Um, that's what they needed me to do. Whenever I was open, I needed to take those open shots. Um, and I remember near the end of the season, um, even the coaches would they'd get mad at me if I wasn't shooting wide open shots and I'd even think like oh wow like I I wasn't sure if I was that open but that just really showed the trust that they had in me um, to be able to take those shots and that they wanted me to take those shots so I think I was able to gain even more confidence just knowing that they believed that I could do it and they they needed me to do that Um, so I definitely got even more comfortable just looking
0: for my shot and yeah and then not even just the coaches, your teammates as well, as obviously, like you said, it was a basically a brand new team. Everyone's still trying to like get to know each other, get to know each other's play style. As the season kind of unfolded and you started to see players like Maya Torre fully explode, Madison Havocs, Covington come in really just assert herself in the offense and then sayani lassiter as well how did you kind of get into like a good rapport with all of them like how did you guys really start to gel as a team
1: um we really started trusting each other we we got really comfortable with each other on and off the court um and i think that was huge we didn't care really who was the big time score every game we didn't care about any of that like it could have been any one of us like as we saw throughout the season anybody stepped up at any moment um so i think just because of that we knew that we trusted each other at all times we we wanted people to score and we wanted people to do their thing when when they were like going off and stuff so yeah i think that was big um just the
0: trusting part and we were all comfortable with each other One thing fans definitely would have noticed is that when you played your best when Emmy Renat was also on the court alongside, the two of you basically just fed off of each other's energy, both shooting the ball. I remember, I think, last, it was very early in the season, I believe both of you came off the bench and combined for almost 50 points. It was an unbelievable performance, especially for two people coming off the bench. So what was your relationship like with emmy throughout this season and how like did you sort of grow alongside her because you both played very similar positions and had very similar roles on the team so how did you both sort of develop side by side
1: um well she's definitely one of my best friends on the team we spend, like, all the time together um, off the court. So, and even on the court, when we're getting extra reps, extra shots, extra workouts in with Coach Shoniker um, and Coach TK, she, like, we're always in there together. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're always hoping for the best for each other. We always want each other to succeed. Um, and I, definitely in that Hartford game, we were, we were both looking for each other. We didn't care who was the one scoring, you know. Um, so I think that's what... But um, just, yeah, it's special between the two of us. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to miss her.
0: <laughs> um, and so, Emmy Renat hopped in the transfer portal recently for those that are really up to date on the t- squad. Uh, the Rams are bringing in two new guards, which we will discuss a little bit later but um, Emmy is hopping in the transfer portal, which she will be sorely missed because she was an excellent player and an excellent role player. And so kind of just going off of that, you talked about how you playing with your twin in high school in AAU was a serious thing for you because like you had like the bond and the chemistry together. How did, and then coming here, you had someone like Emmy, which sort of filled the same role. How much did that sort of mean to you to have that sort of uh, have that kind of work in both hands I'm losing my train of thought work in sort of both hands for you you had your sister playing AAU and you basically have another girl that almost fits the same role as your sister playing in college
1: it's great honestly like it felt comfortable it felt like at home to me you know like having emmy there just like if people really did think that we were twins i'd have people come up to me all the time and be like where's your twin sister and i'm like what do you mean like and then they didn't realize that i had an actual twin sister but i think it was in the hartford game um one of the refs asked coach reese like oh our number 33 and number one twins are they sisters and she's like no, that like look at their last names um but it was it was funny so a lot of people did think that we were actually related um but yeah it, it was funny it was it was great um
0: just being able to play with someone like emmy um yeah And so then having younger guards come in, like Inez Dubois, who kind of had your sort of role last year where you were coming off the bench, that was her role this year. She came off the bench and was another sort of spark plug for the offense. Um, How was it having the freshman that you'd be able to sort of trust to come in off the bench to help get the team over the line, per se? Mm
1: yeah they're they're great players um obviously they played a huge role in our success like without them we probably wouldn't have been as successful as we were um but just being able to play with them this year just gaining that trust that just connection on the court together i think that's just going to play a huge role for next year um yeah it's gonna be great and it's gonna be really fun um, because we have that chemistry now already and I think it'll really um,
0: show through next year. And so then, this season, you truly felt the duality that basketball has to offer, where you go to UMass, have an absolutely impressive win against probably your biggest rival, and then they come back here, and they dish it right back to you. Sort of, what was the... the start talking about first the win at UMass. What was that like on as, as a player to go to your biggest rival and really give them a game?
1: It was huge, um, and I think playing, being able to play them so early in our schedule, um, it really propelled us through our um, the rest of our a ten schedule, uh, and it gave us like that confidence, that motivation. Like we know UMass is; they're always a great team. They were so good this year. Um, just so to be able to go down there and beat them at home. It was it was definitely big for us. Um, and then coming back at the end, uh, it was a tough loss. Um, I don't think we had played. That was definitely one of our um, not best performances, um, and I think we definitely needed that. We hadn't seen that really in a while um, throughout conference play. Um, so it, it was a very tough loss, but without it, I don't think we would have been as successful in postseason um, without it because – yeah, we hadn't seen that um close games hadn't had to play like that and obviously get our get just a little bit beaten up a, l- a little
0: as the Atlantic 10's obviously a pretty competitive division, but it's clear the two top dogs are yourselves and UMass. When you kind of when you go into the season, do you sort of have the feeling that UMass is the team to beat really?
1: I mean, yeah, uh, obviously just having that as a um, close state rival, like it's definitely huge um, in that regard anyways, but they're always at the top of the league and they're always someone that, you know, we want to beat, anyone wants to beat. Um, Obviously they were A-10 champs last year, um, so they definitely, we wanted to put just like a little bit target on their back because we wanted to give them a game, we wanted to,
0: be up to that level, just as they continue to be. And so then, as the end of the season rolled on, you, the UMass game at home, that was a loss. That was your first conference loss of the year. You go and you beat St. Joe's in a nail-biter. You having a very, very good game there as well. But then you pick up the loss in overtime against Fordham. How you're now... It's Because knowing the stakes at the top of the table, knowing that a loss could bring you down and UMass could pull ahead or something like that how was the how were the feelings in the locker room toward the end of the year knowing that like it was so kind of touch and go in terms of like getting the regular season title it just meant a lot
1: to us so losing that game we were definitely devastated um we knew it was on the line and that was a regular season a 10 championship um and you know, you don't get many second chance opportunities, and we got maybe two or three. Um, so we're definitely grateful for that and the way it ended up. But yeah, you don't get many of those a lot. So obviously, it was we. It our emotions were flying high that game. We knew we had to had to win, um,
0: and it was definitely a tough loss for us. And so then the game prior, St. Joe's game, buzzer beater three from you. That, it's... The win is obviously huge to begin with, but I mean, just... What's the feeling like in that moment hitting a buzzer beater like that, knowing how crucial that win could be for your season overall? Just what was that feeling like for you? Obviously
1: it just felt amazing, um, just to be able to get that win for my team. Um, but St. Joe's, they're they're always a tough team to play against. They're just they play so hard. And obviously last year they gave us a bunch of trouble. My freshman year they knocked us out of the A-10 tournament, so we knew how big of a game it was gonna be. Um, And yeah, it felt great, um, obviously, to hit that game winner, but... Um, I, yeah, my team trusts me. My, uh, my coaches trust me, wanted me to shoot that at the end. Um, so yeah, I definitely had confidence myself. Um, I've been, I've hit a couple maybe in high school and AAU. So I have been there, but just to be able to do it at the D1 level, it was, it was a big accomplishment.
0: When you're actually pulling the trigger on a shot like that, is it, are you in your head at all? Or is it kind of just all muscle memory at that point?
1: Um, I would say muscle memory. Um, yeah, it, yeah, I was just you gotta be confident enough to shoot it. Um, so when I shot it, it it did look good. So I, I thought it was going in when I left my hand. Um,
0: and it it happened to. So, yeah, it was it was great uh, team win that game. It's the bet the best type of confidence when you know that that's going in the second it leaves mm-hmm. your hand. Um, so then after the St. Joe's game. Go to Fordham. Fordham lost in overtime. Was absolutely brutal. But then coming out of Fordham, you know what you needed to do. It was the last game of the season against Dayton, and you crushed them. It was just it was honestly just a massacre, but it couldn't have been a more fitting way to get the first title in program history. I mean, I was covering the Atlantic 10 track and field tournament, and then I came for the second half because I knew i saw the score and i'm like whoa wait a minute so what was just sort of that game like as it unfolded because pretty early on you can tell that there was a serious gulf in class between yourself and the flyers so playing that game what was the feeling kind of like for you when you sort of realized all right we actually did it
1: Um, yeah, the whole time obviously like like I said before, you don't get many uh second chance opportunities for a championship and we knew we could we had to get that win um in order to be uh have a share of the A ten regular season title. Um and so we went in, we came out um shooting the lights out really. Um so we wanted to keep the confidence up. We wanted to put a whole game together because Throughout the year, um, we struggled to either start games or start the third quarters, and our goal was really to just put a whole game together, and I think that was one of the games where we were able to really do that. Um, we wanted to press, we wanted to just have fun, and I think that's what we really did. We played together, um, we wanted to, everyone was scoring, nobody cared like who was shooting the ball, um, there was a huge crowd that game. Um, And it was just great energy throughout the whole time. And yeah, we just wanted, we didn't want to let up. We wanted to just have fun and, you know, celebrate after.
0: Was there a moment during the game where you were sort of hit you that you were an Atlantic 10 champion?
1: Honestly, I don't think it really hit me until um, the end of the game. And we went through um, the line to handshake the other team. And then the confetti started coming down. And it was just such a special moment, especially at home with all our fans. um, My family was able to be there. And it was just incredible. Yeah, you really don't um, know how good it feels until, like, it actually
0: starts coming down on you, the confetti. (laughs) Having won a state championship in high school, this obviously must trump that by a lot, getting to cut down the nets at such a at a big arena, getting to just know the fact that you've won a Division I college basketball conference. And not only that, it was the first title in program history. So just knowing the gravity of the situation that you were in, the fact that you were a part of such a historical team... The feelings just after the game, cutting down, cutting down the net, just what, what was going through your head when you were thinking about that?
1: It was just amazing. It was so special. And I knew we all came to Rhode Island because we wanted to do that. Um, and to be able to actually accomplish it, it was just really a dream come true. Um, and we just we set the, the heights and the standards for what um, the Rhode Island women's basketball program is all about. And we're only looking to really go up from here.
0: And so then, Tammy obviously relished in the celebration that day. I remember standing on the court taking videos of all of her antics post-game. But she's still very competitive. And she's got a bit of that Mamba mentality, job's not finished type deal. How quickly was the turnaround from, alright, we're champions to, okay, we're in the postseason. This isn't nearly done yet. How quickly was that change.
1: Um so she obviously gave us the weekend to, you know, celebrate and just have fun and um take in that win um because we re- she she wanted us to um she she knew we earned it, we deserved it. Um but you know, right next day a uh, couple days after we we had practice again and our focus just had to shift because it was A10 tourney time um and really um it was a great accomplishment obviously first one in uh program history but um that was over at that point we had we had to go um try and get the next uh,
0: accomplishment um yeah and so then going into the Atlantic 10 championships knowing what happened last year what was the feeling ahead of the first game, either for you or for the team? Were you, like, obviously you're confident coming off of the regular season, uh, regular season um, title, but you still have to be a little wary considering what went on last year. Was there, was it a mix of like enthusiasm and a little bit of anxiety?
1: Yeah, it was um, definitely a little nerve wracking um, because it's postseason and. It's win or go home, and anything can happen. Anybody can beat anybody, um, and our conference is really strong. Like We have really good teams, and anybody can beat anybody at any point, especially postseason. And um, when we went into the G-Dub game, we weren't thinking anything else. Like, didn't matter that we, that we beat them in the regular season. Um, we knew they were going to come and give us all they had, um, and it was going to be a good game. So we had to prepare ourselves um, mentally for that because we knew last year going into it was the same thing and we weren't prepared for it and we, we didn't win. So, yeah, we took it um, extremely
0: important. Like, we took it extremely seriously. So then coming out of the GW game, knowing that you got out of the first round, you have surpassed the demons of last year to an extent. Was there, was that a bit of relief off of the team's shoulders just a little bit? Obviously, you're still in the tournament. You want to win the entire thing. But in the back of your mind, knowing that you had have already done better than everything from the year prior, was that a little bit relieving, knowing that you're, all right, I did better than last year? It definitely felt good. It felt um, a little bit
1: weight lifted off, you know, because we were able to do that. But obviously, you know, uh, our sight, our focus was set right on the next game. Um... And so, like, yeah, it, it felt good to be able to do that and um come back from that loss last year. But, yeah.
0: And so then going into the St. Louis game, that, that must have been a bit of a brutal feeling, just considering the hole that you guys found yourselves in. Because St. Louis came out of the blocks firing. And it just seemed that they were... like one or two steps ahead for a good majority of the game until realistically till the end because you guys started to really put it together toward the end of the fourth quarter and then it got really close but i obviously i didn't get the chance to go down to delaware to see it in person but while you're watching from the bench or playing on on the court what was sort of that like like what was going on during that game that was just sort of causing not necessarily causing st louis to be so successful but just what was sort of going right and maybe wrong for you guys um i mean st louis was a great team they they really
1: picked it up at the end of the year um they just got so much confidence in themselves um which was it was hard to stop them you know and so a lot of other teams in our conference found that way too um but yeah it really like at the end of the day you can scout teams you can do whatever but you got to be ready to play and obviously at the beginning of the game they caught us off guard and we got ourselves in a little bit of a hole Um, and we are eventually able to you know come back out of it a little bit but obviously it wasn't enough Um, but they were just yeah a spectacular team they really just put it together in the end of the year Um, and they did deserve to go to the NCAA tournament with the way they were playing. Um, so yeah, I
0: have no, I have nothing but respect for them. Um, so yeah. And so then, after you guys get the loss, you come home, you realize that that's a major blow toward your NCAA tournament aspirations. Do you guys, as players, ever sort of pay attention to like how the rankings sort of unfold or where you are in comparison to everybody else, or do you kind of just block that out and focus on what you can control?
1: Um, yeah, you kinda of just focus on what you can control, which you we really couldn't control anything, so um we knew that we should be playing uh postseason no matter what, and I think that was just our main focus, just to get prepared for to still play basketball. Um, so we had more games left, so we, we couldn't just sit down, and relax. We couldn't we couldn't really be sad that we didn't make the
0: tournament, because um, we had we still had to focus and get ready to play more. And so then WNIT berth, massive, massive stakes. I mean, because again, year prior, you got knocked out in the first round. So you come in, it's the same sort of deal as the Atlantic 10 Championships. You're incredibly optimistic, probably a little bit of anxiety, knowing what had happened last year. But then you come up against a BU team, I believe, incredibly competitive BU team. I think had a similar record to you guys, 24 wins, something like that. Um... But you get to host the game at home, which was just so unprecedented for women's basketball in general. So you go into the WNIT, you're going up against a very competent BU team, and then you beat them at home. What was that feeling like? Because that was just a program. That was a program first. I think that was a true first ever postseason win for URI women's basketball. What was that like? It was it was great. It felt great. Um and we knew last year we we
1: weren't focused enough on um, postseason uh, to get that first win. And that's all we were focused on um, this year. We needed to get that first win. Um, and then, obviously, so we could continue playing throughout um, the month of March. Um, but it was just, it was a great win. Obviously, we hadn't played um, in a while since the A-10 tournament. Uh, so you could see the rust a little bit that game. But we were definitely able to pull it out, get the win. Um, felt a little bit more comfortable. We got to win at home. And then, um, yeah, we were back at it, i yeah. say. 40
0: to four, 46 to 40 was the final score of that game. I remember sitting in the press conference with Tammy and I she I she is has a lot of varying emotions when she wins a game cuz she'll tell you if she's not happy about how the team played regardless if you won by 30 or if you won by 2 but she was very unhappy with just the state of that game and talked about how it seemed as if you guys had gotten just really lucky. You talked about how there was a lot of rust there and I think a point of hers was that it was you were lucky that they were also rusty as well and it was just sort of like a scrappy game where nothing seemed to really come together. But then the next game, you play Richmond and it's business as usual, basically. That was another dominant URI women's basketball performance where everything was, everybody was firing on all cylinders and everything started to kind of come together. Um, So the difference in just your feeling going from a pretty rusty, archaic game against BU to then now you're more comfortable playing against Richmond. What was sort of that like in terms of your personal performances?
1: Yeah, I mean, coach coach said it a lot. Um, we don't shoot. We we haven't shot that bad all year. Um, so she knew that next game we were going to be back at it. We were going to be firing from three. Um, and that's what we did. Um, and I think just having her say that and that confidence in our team, just she knows that we're better than that. She knows that, um, we can just shoot the ball way better just play better like we were missing layups um but just just having her say and just state like yeah they're they're gonna be um firing the ball away they're gonna be shooting all shots they're gonna make everything like I think just having her say that and that confidence it really just helped us
0: um prepare for Richmond and so then Richmond game you had 20 points and then in in the win you won 74 to 64 and then the following game when you played harvard and then lost then got knocked out of the NIT, you also had 20 points so kind of two questions with that first how 40 points in two games is really impressive to begin with and was there like a bit of a scheme where tammy wanted to have a lot of the offense flow through you to give you the ability to do that
1: um, well, I think our offense really does, like, it involves everybody, and when somebody's going off, we c- we tend to just go to them a little bit more, um, and I think that's what was happening. Um, postseason, we put in like an, a little bit of new off uh, not offense but just some plays where we could get our shooters open and just I I was the one that just happened to you know be making shots um so we just kept running that for me um but yeah we were we were when I was out you know other people stepped up stepped in and were making uh shots as well um so yeah it it was great to be able to um Have my team and my uh,
0: coaches just believe in me to be able to do that. Um, Yeah, and it was was fun. (laughs) And so then kind of follow-up to that, you have basically two identical performances, except one's a win where you move on to the tournament, and the next one you get knocked out. How is the feeling different? Because you scored the same amount of points, you basically had the same amount of field goals, but it's two different team outcomes. How does the team outcome just sort of change your own feeling on your performance?
1: Um, I mean, obviously, it's great to have a great individual performance, um, but in the end of the day, uh, everybody just cares about what the outcome of the team was. And so... I was extremely happy the Richmond game, um, whether I scored twenty or zero. Like as long as I helped my team win, I would have been happy. Um, and then in the Harvard game, obviously I was trying to do anything I could so that we could win and move on. Um, and everyone was doing that way too. Um, nobody went out um, out there to not help the team win. Um, so. It was definitely a devastating loss. Um, it was hurt. Uh, it was hard, and it hurt to
0: end our season like that. Um, but, yeah. So, obviously, the bus ride back is pretty demoralizing, but as the days kind of go on, you're back on campus, it kind of sets in to what you guys had achieved this year. Because, I mean, I know by going back on Twitter, uh, everyone in media, people alike, we all were just completely astonished at how successful you guys were and we were just sending accolades your your guys's way so when you came back to campus and it kind of set in that all right we didn't win the nit but atlantic 10 regular season champs first two wins in women's basketball postseason history i mean when you're looking back on the year how did it feel just to be able to be a part of a team like that
1: it was honestly really crazy um, to think that like, we were a part of um, one of the, if not like, the best uh, URI women's basketball team ever. Um, and it's kind of still mind-blowing to think about that, that we were a part of that, that it was just, we were the ones who did that. Um, and it's,
0: it's really special. And one of the things that Tammy spoke about a lot during the postseason in particular was the mentality change from last year's team, your freshman year team, to now. And how in... Say last year's team was in the same position as you, where you lose the semifinal to St. Louis, or even better yet, the Fordham loss. She would have said that that team would not have bounced back at all, or nearly as well, compared to this year's squad. That's what made them different. That's what put them over the top. As one of the few players to have come over from that previous squad... Is that something you sort of noticed as, like, a major mentality change for this squad of girls?
1: Um, I think this year we were definitely, um, just that little bit more of a hungry to us that, um, I think it helps, like, being young, you you know, you know what's at stake, but you kind of just play through it and it doesn't get to you as much. Um, And you just, you go out there and you you don't play any differently. Um, So I think that's what really helped us this year. but still having girls that were on the team last year um, to know what it feels like in those situations, whether we won big games or we lost big games. Um, So I think that really helped us
0: this year. And so then now you're back, off season's kind of in full swing, transfers are coming in and out. We were talking about it before that you haven't yet met Didi or Tisha, uh, Tisha and you're still just sort of starting off season practices what's the feeling kind of been like the first week back, knowing that People are hopping in the portal, like Dolly, which was very unexpected, and then Emmy, and then, but knowing new people, successful players are also coming in, what's sort of this first week back been like?
1: Um, It's definitely hard um, to know that um, you have teammates moving on and that they won't be with you the next year. It, it's really tough um, and really sad, um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely hard to take in. Um, you know, like every year can be different. Um, with new players and everything, um, and college basketball really is a business, so you just kind of have to think about it like that. Um, people are gonna look out for them, themselves, do what's best for them, and and yeah, that that it's really important that people do that. Um, but it is tough, um, and yeah, just kind of just taking it um, one step at a time, you know, until next year comes. Um, but. Mm-hmm.
0: And so now, given the success of the past two years, people, I feel like, are pretty aware of this team now, and the school is aware of it as well. Like, you see so many different media outlets from around the state and at the school talking about it. I mean, the investments going back into basketball. We talked about it earlier, the The new basketball practice facility and just everything. There's a whole new vibe around this program. How has how is that vibe sort of helping you grow or helping you become a better player knowing that so many people are watching knowing that so many people are really starting to care about how you guys play does that impact how well you play on the court um i think it's just been huge um especially this
1: past ncaa tournament just the game like the women's basketball like it's just been growing so much just in the past few years and um I think that is big. Um, People are starting to notice and care about our sport more. Um, And I think that is huge. And it does just give you motivation and that little bit of, um, you know, like people care, people want to see you succeed. And it it really is a great feeling. And to know just how much the university and the community here cares and supports about us, um,
0: it's just a great feeling um, to know that they want nothing but the best for us. After the regular season title, I spoke to Tammy and I had asked her, you signed a 10-year deal and you said that you wanted to win a title. You've done that within the first year of that extension. Where do you go from here? And she was sort of just talking about that we're building a culture, we're building a program, we're building a dynasty, per se. As a player... How do you and the rest of your teammates build off of the momentum from that? Because obviously the coaches, there's so much more to it in terms of like recruiting, trying to make sure every piece fits in perfectly. But as a player, you do your best to sort of help facilitate that. So how do you as a player build off of the momentum from this past year?
1: Um, yeah, it's huge that we just continue to um, work towards the culture that's being set and like, what we want in the future to continue um, to happen with this program. Um, And obviously everyone that's going to be here on our team, um, they're going to think that way too. Um, Nobody's coming here to not thinking like they don't want to win, you know, like everyone's coming here. We want to win a championship and we're going to do whatever it takes to do that. Um, But it is really the culture first that's the most important. And I think that's what we're starting to build. And we're starting to see more and more like being consistent and it's really
0: playing a huge role. Um, especially with the end of this year and going off of that, do you feel like that next season you could even make a bigger jump in terms of both your performance? Cause obviously you made an exceptional jump from freshman year to now. Do you feel like you still have much more to grow on a personal level here? Um, for sure. That's the goal.
1: Um, I obviously intend on improving as much as I can and just growing my game to an even higher level. Um, Yeah, and I think everybody has that same mentality, which just makes this program special. Um, We all just want each other to succeed and to help each other grow in every
0: way possible, and I think that's really going to help us next year. And obviously the transfer portal makes things a lot easier in terms of transitioning from like seniors graduating and so on but do you feel that the squad they've got going on right now do you think that they can make an even bigger splash next year possibly win another regular season title and go beyond that
1: Um it's obviously like hard to tell now just because I haven't been able to meet them yet, haven't been able to practice but obviously um that's what we envision all of us happening and that's what we expect so I yeah we don't expect anything less to happen um we're gonna go out there and try and make a even bigger uh jump from last
0: year to this year. All right. Well, Sophie, thank you for joining me today. That was fantastic. I'm so happy I finally got to talk about the women's basketball season because just being reporting, covering you guys, it's just been exceptional. You guys are one of the best teams I think I've witnessed during my time here. So, I mean, again, congratulations for all of your success this year. And I know myself and thousands of other people are going to be eagerly awaiting to see you guys come back in the fall of this year thank you so much for having me yeah well again thank you everybody as the semester is rolling down we're going to be having i believe one more interview before the end of the semester and then we will see maybe a summer hiatus maybe not but again thank you for tuning in i'll see you in the next one